nation. Let's go. Juice, juice, juice. Who got it? Juice, juice, juice. I got it. Juice, juice, juice. We got it. Them boys are loose, cause you know we keep it juiced up. Hey, juice, juice. I'm Gabriella Di Giovanni. I'm Alexa Navajanis. And I'm Miles McQuinn, and this is the Odd Man Out Podcast. Juice, juice, juice. We got it. Them boys are loose, cause you know we keep it juiced up. Okay, so here's the good news. We're doing back-to-back podcasts in consecutive weeks. This is a new high for us in this semester. Bad news. We're still without Ella. We're going to get her back eventually. Uh, I think the problem is, and I was thinking about this the other day, we have not, uh, or we started this podcast in, what, November? I believe so. When... All of our schedules were pretty much emptying out, except maybe for you, because it was still in the heart of football season. Yes. So we had a lot more time on our hands, we had a lot more flexibility, and it's been shrunk a lot this semester. But, in any event, it's uh, another Miles Alexa podcast. We're not going to go as much hockey as we did last time. I feel that maybe we just need to get it all out of our system, because we had it pent up, we hadn't talked about it that much, and to be honest... Barely. Barely anything. I've been... Oddly, out of hockey more this year than in any other year in my life. So maybe it was good that we got that all out of our system. I don't know. But but next week, the, it'll be the day after the trade deadline. Yeah. So we'll have to jump back into that. So we are going to talk some hockey today. But uh, another thing we got out of was Ohio State stuff. And that's our opening topic today. Uh, Ohio State women's basketball. Let's start with the ladies before we get to uh, the men's hockey team. Okay. Two of the three most impressive sports teams right now because the men's volleyball team is, again, absurd what they're doing. Women's basketball. They beat Maryland. They they're going to go on and beat Rutgers on Sunday. They're going to win the Big Obviously. Ten regular season crowd. Awesome stuff. I don't want to be that guy, but I feel like it's important for us to talk about because I don't want to get into the whole, is UConn women's basketball bad for women's basketball? I'm so sick of that, and it's a joke at this point. But in a small, small way, even if they do win the Big Ten tournament as well, get however high of a seed that they're going to get, is it kind of depressing in a way knowing that you, you got to still go through UConn? Ultimately... You, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, UConn's won, what, 100, 101 straight games? Is that what it is right that's, that's now? That's about right. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, they've surpassed the centennial mark. But recently, uh, the Lantern just had this article written by uh, a good friend of mine, a uh, feature on Shayla Cooper, who the very last quote in the article, it's a gem, she thinks that they can beat UConn. And we all hope they do. Right. But I, I admire the confidence, you know? We all hope they do. It's just, I don't know what it is. I don't know what your take is on the women's game, but the UConn women's basketball, it's not bad for women's basketball. I think just the entirety of the women's game needs to step it up as it is. There's no way this should be happening, and the proof is in the pudding. And that look at the double-digit wins they've had over this streak. Yep. It's not that they're bad. They've, and in fact, they put women's basketball more on the map in the past what five to ten years. I mean, Pat Summit did her thing with Tennessee than ever before. So it's not their fault. Every other team or most other teams 
just suck. They're just dominant, and it's time for the, uh, the other teams to catch up. Yeah. At the end of the day, I guess you can't get mad at someone for being good. Um, I per- can't. Perfect way to put it. <laughs> I can't lie and say that I've never gotten mad at a team for being good, like the Patriots. You know, as infuriating as that is. It's no one else's, you know, it's it's not bad for a sport. It's just they know what they're doing. They do it well, and you have to respect and admire that, even if at times it could be agitating, if that's not the team you root for. I get mad at the Warriors, but that's for other reasons. The Patriots are good for the sake of being good. Tom Brady, Bill Palachuk, they got an incredible coach. The Warriors are good just because of how the NBA is this year. You can just hop, skip wherever you want. Um, so, I mean... Final take on this before we move to the next thing. Uh, Ohio State, I think they're going to win the Big Ten tournament. They're going to have to go through Maryland again. But, hell, even I can predict maybe a potential Final Four run. But I I don't know. I see a brick wall somewhere, and hopefully it's not UConn. Well, if any team is a brick wall, yeah. it is UConn. Ohio State men's hockey, huge Huge, 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 huge weekend. It's going to be the most attended weekend for the team this weekend, as it is annually against Michigan. They're coming to town in Ohio State for the first time since uh, it's been quite some time. They had It was either 2011 or 2012 where they ran the table in the first half. They had a high ranking. They were as high as number two, and then they just lost damn near every game in the second half this year. It's been exciting. It's been a roller coaster. If you're a fan of this team, past three and a half weeks have been just gut-wrenching stuff. Wisconsin, Michigan State, they didn't make it look easy on themselves this weekend. or They didn't make it easy on themselves. A couple of one-goal games. Michigan, you thought they were going to go dominate in Ann Arbor, and you never do in rivalry games. So this weekend, pretty much everything's still on the line. They did what they needed to do against the Spartans last week. They're in a position now. There's six games left. Let me... Uh, Look at the pairwise. Bracketology has them in at a four seed at last check. Pairwise is is nuts right now. Ohio State's 13th. That's on the bubble. That's not comfortable level. You want to be a little bit higher. Nodak 14. Air Force. Notre Dame, Vermont. Boston College is right there. BC will probably go on a Hockey East run, you would predict. Omaha's there. Wisconsin needs a few wins. They're going to be fighting. Uh, St. Cloud State. Penn State. Penn State's funny because... I saw something that said if they had beaten Minnesota just once in their four games against them, they would have a lock right now. But, nah, LOL. They lost all four, and they blew one late last weekend. So it's going to be a great series. You know it's not going to be easy. What's your take on the upcoming weekend? My take or my prediction? Let's go both. Okay. Um, it's going to be a battle out there. Um, is, was Healy... Still suspended? No, that's a great he... point. Healy, Josh Healy was suspended for pretty much murdering Darian Domenico. Yeah. Uh, he was out last weekend in East Lansing. Mm-hmm. He's eligible, but Todd Jones of the Columbus Dispatch was there doing some media stuff this week. And he was there yesterday, and he asked uh, Steve Rollick, the head coach, about that. And Rollick said, we don't know what we're going to do with him. I think he's going to play. I he think, has I think to play. I, He has to play. He's the you, team's best defenseman. <laughs> Drew Brevik's still out. Um, I, I think he's getting closer to coming back. Uh, Matt Joyo, I heard, was a little bit banged up. You have to play Josh Healy. Yeah. You, you have to run the risk. Yeah. And if 
I mean, in a big rivalry game, mm. would it really be the worst thing in the world? If you know, it's going to get physical. It's going to get physical. You need you need your guy out there. It's. Uh, I mean, there's going to be a lot of scoring too. These I jokingly asked you going for 14, 15 goals a game because you look at recent results, and I'll pull it up. I mean, it's just been stupid over the past few years, even. Uh, this year, the series in early February in Ann Arbor, 5-4, 6-5. You go back, let's go last year, uh, we got a 5-5, five, five, an 8-6, a 7-4, a 6-5. We had a 10-6 here at one point when Ohio State only had about four offensive lines. But here's, here's the situation. Got to sweep this weekend. I got a bad feeling, terrible feeling that Michigan is going to find a way to steal one because that's how this kind of thing works. I feel confident against Michigan State next weekend that they're going to sweep because Michigan State's horrible. I feel confident that they're going to take at least one in Madison to round out the regular season. But here's the thing. They have to sweep this weekend. They have to sweep next weekend. They have to steal one. Then they get there at large. But I got a bad feeling about this weekend. I think they do it. I, I think, you know, for the first time, really, since I've been an Ohio State student, the hockey team is good, <laughs> to put it bluntly. And I think, you know, this is the year that they're actually going to make it to the tournament. And I think they're going to sweep Michigan. I think they have it in them. It's a big rivalry game, and I think that'll get them more pumped up. I, was, I think they want to do it for their seniors, too. That, too. And, you know, there's going to be the massive crowd. Crowds have been an issue forever and ever, ever since they moved to the shot. But the crowd that's going to be there is going to be electric. Uh, it was damn near sold out last year for the Greco game, as I call it. He tied it up with under 10 to go, and then they won it in a shootout, or tie and then a shootout. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be a good one. I hope I'm wrong. I, would, I was so secure until they went to Ann Arbor earlier this month because they dug themselves, what, like a 5-1 and a 5-2 hole. They were lucky enough to squeak out of there with one. So I hope they get it done in both games and it's going to be exciting the rest of the way out. We're not done talking about this team at all. So let's see what we got next on the agenda. Let's talk Calder Race in the NHL. Of course, had to talk a little NHL before we move on. Matthews line A, they round two this week. Uh, what I found funny, even though Toronto won 5-4 in overtime, ESPN tweeted out, because of course they did. Uh, line A's two goals powered the Jets over the Maple Leafs or something like that. But it's uh, it's you always know, they, fun to watch. At least yeah. they tweeted about hockey that it's they tweeted it, something it incorrect. Their, it, it but was, you know it's progress. It was from their ESPN NHL account though. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh well. <laughs> oh, work in Yikes. progress. Work in progress. But anyways, uh, I'll start with this. I still wish. I'm happy for Winnipeg. Line A's. Patrick Line is filthy. He is. He's got one of the best releases in the league outside of maybe Ovechkin uh, from the top of the left circle. I still wish New Jersey or Buffalo tanked again so we could see him more on national TV, get some more exposure over here because we never see him that often. Meanwhile, Matthews, I don't know about you on this either, but 
Toronto being somewhat good again is good for the league. There, yeah. I'll say it. No, I think so, too. But your thoughts on Line A Matthews round two and just the Calder race in general? Oh, okay. Line A, I expected him to be good. You know, you, you heard all the talk about him leading up to his draft year. I must say I did not expect him to be as good as he has been. Um, I know he's a couple points ahead of Matthews right now and has played a few less games. So point-wise, he's passing Matthews up. The interesting thing about the Leafs is they have, I think, I'll have to double-check on that, but yeah, they have, of the top four rookies points-wise this year, they have three of the top four. Their team is just filled with talented rookies. And can you really say that Matthews has stood out that much more than Marner on the Leafs, for example? I don't know. So I think Line kind of has that advantage there. A um, little, you know, Homer nod, but Matt Murray is still technically called or eligible this year, despite the fact that he won a cup last season. He's still a rookie, and I was reading a couple articles the other day about how he's still in that race, too. Um, I, right now, Line is the man for me. 30 goals before, you know, the trade deadline for a rookie, that's, that's something. He's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And Austin Matthews, for those that didn't watch the game, he had three assists in the Jets-Leafs matchup. Um, your take on Murray is an interesting one. He, top of my head, he it pretty much parallels or equates to Nick Schilke, Ohio State's captain in the Hobie Baker race right now. Nick Schilke is more than deserving as well as Murray is for what he's done, his track record especially. Uh, Schilke is deserving of the Hobie. Murray is deserving of the Calder, but, you know, damn well, neither right. one of them is going to. It's one of those cases and you know, bad timing. Like, hypothetically, next year this upcoming draft class is supposed to be not nearly as good as last year's or the year before uh, it's all it's all about timing it's, you think back to you know because of the lockout Crosby and Ovechkin were both rookies at the same time you know sometimes you just get unlucky with who your competition is in the Calder race but yeah I, it's really really hard to go against line a right now right 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 sticking with the NHL Philly Pittsburgh did you look into tickets are you gonna go no okay I Why not? strongly dislike the outdoor games. Oh, you're that against it where you won't even go in your hometown. Yeah. I. This will be, I believe, the Penguins' fourth outdoor game. They were part of the very first Winter Classic against Buffalo, which was fun. It was something new. It was exciting. You know, shootout, oh, whatever. Good stuff. Second one, Winter Classic against the Capitals. That's when Crosby got his concussion. Bad. They lost. Did not like that one. Third one was three years ago against Chicago. The ice was the worst ice I've ever seen anyone play in, ever. Well, there was a running joke that that was Chicago's only win at Soldier for I don't know how long it was because the Bears weren't winning at all. It was, oh, the ice was so bad. The Penguins played so bad, did not enjoy that. So we're, you know, one for three with outdoor games being successful for us. Or, and I, I, I just don't, I don't, so I, I like the winner. So it's a success thing. I, no, I like the winter classic. I think 
that's cool, it's fun, you know, it's, but this continuous adding new outdoor games and this and that, I don't, I don't like it. The ice is always awful. It's hard to enjoy the game because you're, uh, at least for me, our, the Penguins already have, at, I think, six injuries to starters right now. Terrible ice will just lead to more injuries. It's not going to be a good product to watch. They're playing the Flyers, so it's going to be even more dangerous than it would already. And in terms of going to the game, you can't see the puck when you're sitting in a football field. So you're watching it on the big screen. Well, okay, at that point, I could be watching it at home. The other thing is, it's ridiculously hot outside. It's going to cool down a little bit on Saturday, but not to the. That's going to make the ice even worse. I just, I watch these games. I watch all of them because I hate myself apparently and I, just to complain about how bad the ice is it's not even the penguin just the penguins ones it's all of them the ice is always so bad <sighs> a lot of points that i need to hit on yeah go first for off it. as a player it's an incredible experience oh, obviously sure. you've done it enough i myself in high school we played eds at a progressive field uh it was sort of the the pre-game to the ohio state michigan game that year because that's when they took their rivalry outdoors and that that was the year ohio state was ranked number two and it was kind of the start of their downfall great experience as a player again ice was terrible terrible it was, uh, it was some of the worst ice i've ever played a game on and then from a fan aspect they were sitting like near the dugout so they couldn't a lot of them couldn't see unless they were higher up or in a suite as some of them were but so yeah there's that aspect and then the drum that everybody beats myself included i'm just tired of the amount of outdoor games i wish they would have just kept it at the winter classic and that's it have one game a year Mm -hmm. it's your own special thing it was when it was new it was incredible and they just kept doing it and of course all these stadiums are going to keep selling out because money 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 i always tell the casual fan if I got friends that casual that are casual fans of the game don't aren't really into the NHL as you and I are, there's not one other league on this earth that gets it in its own way more than the oh, NHL. Absolutely, and this is right up there at number one, the outdoor. I game. will say I I agree. I would keep it to one game a year. I understood like the Centennial Classic. The, like that makes sense. You know, it's something special. It's something unique. You have a reason for it, but. Oh my gosh, that, oh, and that, it's, it's all about the money, you know, because fans will buy because it it's something supposedly new and exciting, and then they all come up with new jerseys for them every mm-hmm. year, and fans go buy that. I mean, I, I don't like them because I associate them with bad things, but I also don't like them because I don't think it's a good product to watch either. It might be a good experience, but the product on the ice is not good. What if they did like a day-night doubleheader on New Year's Day where they went out East Coast somewhere and then they went out and did... I thought the L.A. game was pretty cool. I, I was pretty intrigued by that, and from what I heard, it was a pretty good success. You had Kiss out there, I think Five for Fighting played. Oh, and uh, that, that was That was at Dodgers. Um, that was at Dodgers Stadium, that one. I didn't tune in too much to the one at Levi Stadium between Kings and the Sharks, but that could be an option I might go with. Uh, Centennial Centennial game, of course, that had to be played. I'm all on board for that. There are certain, 
I guess rare exceptions where I'd be okay with more than yeah. one, but for the most part, just stick to the January first game. Like, I, I just maybe I would like them better if the Penguins were in them less. It's also always the same teams. Yeah, the that's Penguins, true. the Blackhawks. I and I know I, they're eventually going to have one in Ohio they Stadium. Are. That's inevitable. And it's going to be the Penguins again, and then I'm going to be annoyed again. You think so? Because here, here's the I would idea like I've been for pitching. it to not be the Penguins, but if I think about who can they manufacture a rivalry with with the Blue Jackets enough, it's what the oh, Penguins. Oh, it's, it's gonna be. Or it's either you go that Rangers route with the or, route. No, they would never go Rangers. Here's the only other route you go. You go Ohio State, Michigan paired with Columbus, Detroit. You could do that. I would prefer that. Because you know there's going to be a huge showing, if not maybe a sellout of Ohio State, Michigan, because of what I only said because of what they did at the big house against Michigan State not too long ago, and you know there's going to be a lot of Michigan fans mm-hmm. traveling for that. Uh, so you either do that pairing or you go straight up the rivalry route, and I know you hate hearing that, <laughs> but you go CBJ Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh. Let's get to some other stuff. Sutton United. I paid attention to this game. What a great opportunity for these guys. Whatever it was, their fifth, uh, the fifth division team uh, across the pond. They're taking on, it's the David Goliath story. I was intrigued by it. I pulled it up. Uh, Sutton United took on Arsenal, and it was always funny to see big, bad Arsenal in this rinky-dink locker room the size of our booth here. They're not used to all the amenities, and it was a casual setting with the uh, not too many fans there. I think they had to bring in lights for the occasion. But everyone's pretty much hero for the time being. Uh, Sutton United's backup, Wayne Shaw. I guess he got himself into a little bit of trouble. He had garnered some attention heading into it because of uh, because of his well, size. He, he's known as the roly-poly goalie. 46-year-old. Yeah. I'm going to... I forgot to look up his uh, his height and weight, but he's, uh, he's a rather large guy. Maybe you can look it up in yeah. the meantime. But he got himself into a little bit of trouble because, obviously, this Sutton United team not getting a heck of a lot of attention, not normally what they're used to. This is pretty much upscale mystery Alaska, if you're into that sort of thing, where they get the big big team in here and... They get attention like this. Shaw, he got himself into some trouble for taking part in a prop bet. I think it was 8-1 to one for him to eat a yeah. meat pie on the sidelines. <laughs> and he went ahead and did it. I guess he was at the bar at halftime, or the pub as they call it. So this guy, he's a hero for a lot of people. Arsenal ended up winning the game 2 to nothing, which is a lot better than a lot of people thought they'd, that Sutton would do, but... I want your take on our boy here. Uh, I I mean, mad props to him. I know I personally struggle going two hours without food, so I can only imagine going two hours without food while playing a sport. But I think my favorite part of it was in this article. <laughs> uh. The Commission's Enforcement and Intelligence Director said, Integrity in sport is not a joke. And I just found that hilarious because this was a joke. It was funny. 
And yeah, you know, it's, it's bad. You, you don't participate in gambling. And, you know. He resigned from the team fairly yeah. quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, I mean, he's 46. He's getting close to retirement anyways. You know, you might as well go out as an icon. I, I support that. He was, uh, <laughs> he was getting up there. He was getting old. He might have been doing it for just the fun of it anyways. So, uh, prop, <laughs> what better props way to, to retire? What better way to go out than uh, getting yourself into some trouble eating a, a meat pie as part of a prop bet to win your boys some money and yourself maybe. All right. So I have uh, a power move of the week. I think it's our only segment that we're going to touch on. Charles Oakley, this came out. Recently, he's going to the queue tonight for Cavs Knicks. I guess uh, he's going to sit a few rows away from Dan Gilbert. He's boys with LeBron. He invited him to do that. Dan Gilbert. Now, Oakley, he is from Cleveland. Uh, His Cavs first-round pick in 85, but his rights were moved to the Bulls. But this this is as good as it gets. Coming off recent events, this is pretty much – a, a total middle finger to James Dolan in every way, yep. shape, and form. Uh, I love this move. And I I don't know how much of the Cavs-Knicks I'm going to watch. Now, I'm going to watch a little bit at least because I think the Cavs are just going to do what they do and crush the Knicks. But I love this move in every way, shape, and form. Oh, I love it too. It, it's petty in all the best ways. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah. Dolan, I, I, I just don't understand how someone can, you know, be that ego that it requires to ban a former player. But I, uh, I hope that he shows up to as many Knicks games as he can. I hope people keep inviting him. I mean, if he can get into the head of the <laughs> oh, owner that yeah, bad, yeah. then yeah, it should be a traveling roadshow yeah. where he just goes. He just travels with the team, but, but sits the with guard. the other team's back. That- would be amazing. <laughs> wow, that'd be great. Oh, God. Yeah, and it, it, it's also funny because I said, I think last week or maybe the podcast before that, that we weren't going to touch on this because it's just so worn out. But this comes out today, and I wanted to discuss it because it's happening two hours away from here, and this is just uh, this is just great by the Cavs. Love it. Love it. So, finally today... Uh, and this was kind of inadvertently started by us last week. We had touched on sugar cookies, whether they're good or not. I got straight up triggered by someone tweeting mad shit about sugar cookies, how they didn't <laughs> like them, and then okay, turned into a whole not Twitter war. Just sugar cookies, a very specific type of grocery store sugar right. cookie. Like that, I believe you called them the backbone of America. And you know what? I think... And you won the poll. I, I did win the you poll. You won the poll. So, therefore, I mean, let's get the numbers here. You won the poll by a lot. We have grand total of 13 votes. So, clearly, the heart of America says yeah. that those type of sugar cookies are this the backbone is, yeah, of America. Very good sample size. <laughs> I, I bet we can turn this in for our clone research yeah, class. Yeah, we're in this kind of class right now. Yeah. So, proof is right there. Mm-hmm. 77% doesn't lie. So this week, we move on, and I hope, I think we're going to make this a weekly thing where we're just going to pick a food and debate it. Uh, Tuesday, Iceland's president 
If he had his way, he said he would ban pineapple pizza. This is a CNN article. I'm just perusing through right now. But uh, this guy's my hero. I don't know how you feel about pineapple on pizza. But as for me, uh, it, it does not belong on pizza. If you like pineapple pizza or on pizza, I don't trust you. There, there are certain things about people. I can't trust you if you're like a Golden State Warriors fan. Can't trust you. If you think Moe's is better than Chipotle, done. If you go to <laughs> Bullwinkle's before midnight, done. You're dead to me. I can't trust those types of people. If you like pineapple on your pizza, GTFO. That That's, wow. You have a lot of very strong opinions about food. I love food. Yeah, and I love food too. But I'm not sure. I'll have to think about what food gets me as revved up as sugar cookies and pineapple and pizza. Well, I need to see I where will, you okay. stand on this topic. So where I stand on this topic is... I don't know why you would get pineapple on pizza when you can get pepperoni and sausage on pizza instead. Right. These That's are, damn right. These, these are the things that, you know, if you have a choice of pizza, there's, in my mind, there's two types of pizza. There's a classic pizza that you get with pepperoni and sausage. And then there's like a more refined, like white pizza with feta cheese and grilled chicken. And if you're feeling in like kind of a bougier mood, you go for the refined pizza. You got a little so more money the, in your the, paycheck. Those are, the, those are the two types of pizzas that I'm personally a fan of. I have had pineapple on pizza. It's okay. It doesn't disgust me by any means. I understand why some people might like it. But overall, you have to have the right combination with the pineapple. And it's just too much work, I mm-hmm. think. Because, I don't know, so I don't, I don't know why you would get pineapple on pizza with, like, the meat. You know, like, you wouldn't get pineapple and sausage together. Like, who does that? But... Yeah, it, it doesn't, you know, grind my gears. I just, it's one of those things where I accept your opinion even if I don't understand it. That's damn right. That's damn, I, I, I agree with you in the sense that it's not as disgusting as I'm making it out to be. I know I'm getting riled up about it, but it's still, the point remains, it doesn't belong just there. Like, why? So, therefore, based on what I've, I think I've seen enough where. We should make a trade with Iceland to try to get that their president <laughs> over here to uh, fix our no, situation. No, that, that'll never work. Donald doesn't want to be that close to Sweden. Oh, hey There we go. <laughs> Iceland would never make that trade anyways. No one. No one would. I, I know. No, no one. <laughs> Maybe the Philippines. Anyways, that's a good place. To, that's a good place to wrap up things. Uh, so, for those wondering, and I told Alexa this last night, we have our interview lockdown. We got our first interview. I think it's going to come next week. She—that's a big word there. That little hintedy hinted. She said she couldn't make it today. She had work. We kind of did it, did this last minute, and that's kind of how I do our podcast schedule. I got to get better at that too because each time I turn around. The following week, it's like Tuesday before I go, oh, my God, uh, let's try and schedule something out here. So I, I've been bad on that end, but we do have one lockdown. Hopefully it's coming next week, and she's going to be A+. plus. I know she's going to bring her A game. So look forward to that. Uh, what are you up to this weekend? Um, 
this weekend? Well, I think I'm going to go to the one of the Michigan-Ohio State hockey games, at least. I think... I, I think this, the Saturday one is going to be a lot more populated than the f- yeah. one tomorrow because it got moved. BTN moved it from 8 to 5, yeah. which is awesome, by the way. It, it's Love perfect, that. yes. It's perfect. It's perfect timing. It's not too early. It's not yeah. too late. I'll probably go to that at 5 and then watch the Penguins <laughs> lose to the Flyers at Heinz Field. You brought up the Jersey Point. The Penguins jerseys do look fresh. I do like that look. They do. They're, they're... See, see Toronto St. Pat's jerseys? I haven't seen that yet. How have you? Oh, my God. Oh, it's a shame. It's a shame. Out. Ollie Express stopped moving jerseys. I don't know if I told you about that. But jersey sales are, you're going to see a lot less knockoff jerseys now that Ollie's gone. RIP. <laughs> Perfect place to end. Have fun at uh, Weekend Update tonight. Yes. Boys are in town here in Columbus doing the show from SNL. I myself going to get geared up for the Michigan series and lacrosse this weekend against Jacksonville at Ohio Stadium. So, have a good weekend. We're out. Nighttime.